there was ever a, bam we're live if there was ever a time you should be um away from the show it should be only to take a pee or to spot someone okay <laughs> your, your wife's front squatting in the room with you no we have a garage gym she's going out to the garage and what would she do she would just be like hey can you spot me um yeah, well, I mean, I know what she's doing, so it, she wouldn't need anybody to the last set. And the last set is like kind of like the uh, I might get it, I might not. So if you do go out to spot her, I'm just going to um, take a break and go to barbelljobs.com and look for a job. I mean, that's what I'll be doing. So you just take your time and I'll be just looking for a job at barbells job. No, barbelljobs.com. God, I hope I have that spelt right on there. Is it barbells jobs or barbell jobs? And is that proper English? Don't you have to, wouldn't the barbells have to be plural if the jobs are plural? It doesn't sound good with the barbells no. plural. It's, we'll it's, there's no S on there. <clears throat> oh, the show can start. Brian's here. Enough of this barbelljobs.com nonsense. How do you spot someone in a front squat, John? Well, I kind of <clears throat> just wait until she fails and I'll just pick up the bar off of her. It's light enough. I can just hold it. <laughs> but I, oh, so so okay. So when you say spotter, she drops the bar and then you put it back on the rack. No, no, like, like so she'll just sit. She'll just sit because uh, if you have a good front rack, you don't fail in front of you. So she can just sit there. I mean, you can just sit there forever, um, and it's just in the front rack at the bottom. If you have good ankle mobility, it doesn't hurt to do that. So she'll just be stuck at the bottom, and you'll be like, "Come in," and then you just stand <laughs> behind her and lift her up. <laughs> Yeah, but like if I'm within five feet of her, I can do it kind of immediately. But yeah, like just reach over with one hand and just be like, "Let me see if we got yeah. it." Like just be like, "Okay, I got it." Yep. Lateral raise. <laughs> All right. What's your wife's max front squat? I like one seventy five. No shit. Yeah, she's tiny too. She weighs like one fifteen. Wow, that's crazy. Did you get her into CrossFit? Ah, uh, sort of. Yeah. Did she she actually she had done CrossFit before I even knew what it was, but only for like a month and then quit. And then uh, I got real into it, and then she uh, followed suit. Uh, Brian, please no pictures um, while we're and no texting while we're live, Brian. Um, There's only 20 people watching. We gotta get some more in here, so I'm gonna help you out. You're <laughs> um, <laughs> good, dude. Uh, my wife thought I was crazy for doing CrossFit. Fucking nuts. And then uh, she just thought it was dangerous and stupid and overboard. And then, and then after like a few months or a year, she got on the bandwagon. Now she's a better CrossFitter than me. My wife told me that I was fat and she didn't want to marry somebody who was fat. So that's why I got into CrossFit. Your wife sounds honest. Yeah. And, har and harsh. Why doesn't she want to marry someone who's fat? That doesn't make sense to me. Why? I don't know. That's what she said. Were you fat? I mean, I was uh, probably the same weight I am now, but way different body fat percentage. Oh, interesting. Pre-SARMs, pre-SARMs. Exactly. Brian Friend, uh, any any shift in your thoughts last night? Any, any like, did you wake up in the middle of the night gasping for air with any revelations where you're like, oh, shit, I miscalculated this or uh, this is going to play out totally different than I thought or any any big shifts? Oh, oh, someone's listening to the rogue. Someone has to turn that shit off. This ain't the Sean Woodland show. I don't want to hear his voice on here. <laughs> he got up and ran away. 
How about you, John? Any 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 shockers yesterday that we when the, we woke up this morning? You're like, well, shit. I guess Medeiros is, is the best in the world, and he is just going to run away with this thing. I don't think Medeiros is going to run away with it, but he did look. He does look very good. Like I think um, Velner and Medeiros have easily. It looks like they've separated themselves a little bit from the rest of the group, but we'll see. There's a lot of events left, but. Would you say would you say it's fair to say that we accepted Rich Froning and Matt Fraser as the champs to the point where like they're the champs, they're the guy to beat, and yet we haven't quite got there with Medeiros yet. We kind of were spoiled or jaded because we had these guys who put strung together so many victories, and same with Tia. I mean, Tia's kind of even pushed it into an, another kind of weird, like a weird place. Like talking about waxing, it's just gotten weird. What? Well, if you're if you watch the show, you understand the inside jokes, Brian. Don't worry, you're just you're just a visitor. That's right. Um, Your Medeiros. dog just sleeps on the porch, not in the house. You're an outside dog. No, Medeiros has been uh, you know really impressive over the last couple of years, but the resume that he's put together is not in the same caliber as those other athletes you've mentioned yet. So he's got to consider continue to do it consistently, and he's making you know he's off to a great start this weekend. Um, and things are, you know, things are going well for him when they need to squeaking out, a, you know, again. And it's and it's testament to him. Like he's doing enough to keep the gap close on the workouts where his biggest competition, Valner, beats him. And then when he has an opportunity to put some separation between him and Valner, he's also taking advantage of that. You know, Pat made the perfect play, I thought, last night going for the 342 so that if Justin missed, that he would actually, you know, that. Like that might it might it might come down to that on the weekend. The fact that Justin hit that three fifty two and got however many extra points um, ahead of Pat, it's not an easy competition with the way this points are only five points every spot to make up ground. So when you're trying to close twenty points today, um, those twenty points that he got last night go a long way. Yeah. I wonder if that's demoralizing for Pat, or or like if he sees he's in second and he's happy about it. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think he was happy with his 342. Um, and then he couldn't have done any better on event one. I think he did. I think he had a good day for himself. So I don't think he's demoralized at all. I think he just needs to continue to execute. And if he is the fittest man in the world, which I think he thinks he is, and I kind of think that as well, then he will continue to beat Justin in these next events. You if do not, think he is the fittest? You do okay. think he's fitter than Medeiros? I picked him to win this comp in this competition. I think he'll be. I think he's better than Medeiros, but there is no swimming. There's no long running, which I know he's good at. But a lot of the events that Justin killed, there's not any of those here. Uh, Gershwin says you can see how he looks over every time he talks. That's a scared man. He's afraid to say the wrong thing. They're talking about your relationship with your wife, John. People just judging you from the from the internets from the internet. Before you came on, uh, Brian, we were talking to John about his wife, and she was in the room about her uh, CrossFit accolades. Accolades. Nice. Um, there's a question here. Um, what's going on with Chandler Smith? The way he looks, his background. Why do you think he always falls short? Well, I, yeah, I see the question, and I think it's um, you know. I don't think it's an accurate question, really. He's, he doesn't always fall short. He's got two top five finishes at the Rogue Invitational. He got second place at the Granite Games. He hasn't done great at the games. And what you have to 
what you have to re recognize is that the games is very different than almost every other competition. It's twice as long. They test things in a, in a very different environment. Um, and I, I spent a lot of time actually this kind of past three months thinking about uh, how Dave approaches programming for the games. And the thing, like people like to be critical of him, but he's always kind of pushing forward and he's, and, and he's forcing the athletes therefore to never be complacent. And, you know, a guy like Chandler Smith can probably continue to show up to an event like this rogue invitation and do pretty well. I mean, sixth and ninth yesterday is fine. Those are good finishes. Um, I think that the biggest disappointment, if, if there was one from Chandler Smith, is that his Olympic lifting still is lacking in the technique. And you look at Amanda Barnhart, so strong, but what's her limiter? It's the technique. And then you look at Katrin David's daughter. We've always known that she's, you know, she she's incredibly tough, but her technique's not perfect in her Olympic lifting. And then you start to wonder now that they're all working with Bergeron and they all have this deficiency in, in technique. Why is that the case for someone who's so, who has such a good track record as a coach? Um, I, I haven't explored this before, and this is along that Chandler Smith thing. Uh, tell me what you guys think about this. Um, there's something really objective about CrossFit. So, like, at the we when we at the end of the day, when there's a football game, we know who wins, and the objective part is the score, right? But getting into the NFL is completely subjective. Right. Not completely, but there's a huge subjective moment, a, a component. Same with the NBA, same with the NHL, same with like to qualify to play on the big stage. That's not here in CrossFit. And so the, the to piggyback on what Brian said is, is it might not be the right question is we're really splitting hairs at this point. It's just it's just kind of a miracle. Miracle is not the right word. It's just a testament to his hard work that he can show up to the games every year, right? I mean, we're really splitting hairs when we take these 40 people and start trying to determine who the top, the fittest guy in the world is. I had a question for Brian about the technique aspect of it. Do you think they, um, as far as Barnhart and Chandler go, like they're strong enough so they don't work technique because it would take training time to work that whenever they're weak in other areas? Or do you think it's just a fault in the uh, Bergeron whole fitness program? I, you know, I don't know, and it, and it could be it, it could be both like neat, like not yes to the first one, and therefore no to the second one, right? So he might say, "You guys are strong enough as it is. There's other areas that we can improve and and maximize the points, whereas the time that's going to take to invest to do that. I mean, look, Barnard still was third place yesterday." Like that's obviously an incredible finish in any lifting event. But when you look at her doing it, you're like, man, she's, she's of all the athletes that are choosing to split jerk. She's definitely not getting the least low or not getting under the bar worse than all of the other women. You know, I'm just saying, I feel like Barnhart should be right there with Laura as far as how. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But 20 pounds behind is probably all attributable to technique, not strength. That's my point. That's my point. I don't, I don't understand why that's not worked on year after year because it, it seems very simple to me but i mean i i weight lift a lot and and way too much than i should um, so maybe that's my problem but i don't it's i think it's an easy fix to fix technique it's just working on it so whenever they don't look better you know chandler got ninth and we all we always say he's one of the strongest people not as strong as gee but he's naturally just one of the strongest people as far as brute strength goes and 
he looks atrocious when he lifts, and he's always looked like that. I don't, I just don't understand why it's not even improving a little bit. At least it doesn't seem like it is. When they step out there, do they have a mantra? Like when I see my kid practicing tennis, the, the, there's this in, in the warm up, the teacher, and I don't, I'm going to say it wrong, but the teacher's like, okay, everyone get in your positions. And then he goes, step back, dip, roll, step back, or whatever his, the five or six words are. And it's the, it's the, it's the, um, it is uh, to use, um, uh, it's the kind of the pose method for tennis. I'm trying to remember his name, um, Romanoff, you know, there's these positions where, where there's like a transfer in gravity or energy. And those are the pose positions like right before Annie lifts, does she tell herself, um, pull, um, shrug, dip, and, and like kind of remind herself because you would think that like referring to Amanda Barnhart, like does you would think that someone tells her, Hey, before every lift, you have to remind yourself to push yourself under or, or, or whatever the fucking cue is because she's missing it. You're right. Like, like, isn't there like three words you should be saying to yourself right before you lit every lift to remind yourself, Hey, th- you have to hit this position. I mean, do you want to Brian? I mean, does Bergner teach that? Ber- uh, Bergner and Bergeron are different people. Right. I, I just throw it right. Uh, I'm Bergener, sure Bergener's the, the gentleman in California. Bergeron is the um, guy in, uh, in, in, in Wokeville. In, in training, in training, you have cues that you think of when you're working on something, but you should do it enough where it's second nature. Like you don't think like Matt Fraser doesn't think anything when he lifts. It's just second nature because he's done so much repetition. Not when he lifts. I mean, just prior to going up. Just prior, you know, like that moment that Annie does every single time. Annie definitely has movements that are part of her Zen tea party. There's the same thing she does every time she approaches the bar. Like, and, and it's and it's a protocol that like sets the whole cascade of it's it's unnecessary movements she makes, but that are necessary to her because it starts the cascade of movements that that allow the motor recruitment pattern that makes the lift good for her. Do you know what I'm saying? What I'm referencing? And what I'm saying is, is can there be some words that that also um, or do do these top level coaches tell them, hey, have these words go with it in the beginning that start start this transfer from mind to no mind to movement? I mean, because they're missing the same things over and over and over and over, right? I'm, I'm guessing if we look back at, at, at Barnhart's movements, it's like I'm guessing it's the same thing problem every single time. Yeah, but but like John said a while ago, you know, she's still scoring well on these events relative to some other ones, and maybe they're choosing to work on those other ones. Um, okay. And that, you know, it's one of, you know, it is, it is a, she's not the youngest. She's in the, you know, kind of middle, late twenties, I think at this point. So if you got to choose something to work on, maybe they don't think, they think there's more points to gain by working on other things. Chandler, a few years ago, deadlifted 500 pounds by 10. Someone just said, sorry, go ahead, John. I said with Barnhart, I would agree with that, but I feel like Chandler has improved a lot of his weaknesses and he can capitalize on strengths that he does not capitalize on. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I would agree. Uh, what, what have you guys uh, heard anything about what the fans are thinking about the show up until this point? Are people, what's about, the world? What's about the, world the rogue invitational. Yeah. About the rogue invitational. Are they liking it? Who do they think is going to win? Are there any surprises out there in the, in the internet world? Um, I, I put a couple of questions up on Instagram this morning, got a lot of feedback. The first question I asked was who was most impressive on day one. Um, and, and it's, it was like pretty much four people that got a, almost all the votes, which were, uh, for the men, it was 
Jason Hopper got got a ton of votes, and then yeah, I would say Gee probably got the second most recognition. Um, and then for the women, it was uh, Emma Carey was probably the most popular answer, followed by Gabby and Annie. Yeah, uh, just to circle back on what uh, John said yesterday, I do think he is right in a very bizarre way that Annie's best performance in her entire career was her third place win at the games this year. And for some reason, it's another one. We just, for whatever judgment we have of her as fans, we cannot fucking believe how good she's doing. Even though she's proven, all of us are like, wow. I mean, maybe it's the pregnancy, maybe it's the age, maybe it's the longevity in the sport, but we're trip, we're all tripping on her. Well, John thinks after the end of today, she's going to be in first place on the leaderboard. I said it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> and look, the the um, the events today are very uh, good for her. The events today are kind of, it's kind of, um, I'm pretty intrigued by the, the events today. Like uh, the first event is a power output event that's going to be a five minutes or less. Well, we heard Valner say last night that the last event tonight has a six-minute time cap on it. So you're talking about two events, to, just one to start, one to end the day, that are four- to six-minute workouts. Uh, and then in the middle, you have a test that there's, like, a lot of times, you know, event one, there was clear limiter, rope climb. Event two, there was a clear limiter. For most people, it was a jerk. For a couple athletes, it was a front squat. For uh, event five, we know that the um, either the muscle-ups or strict handstand push-ups are going to limit people. The bike might be something that uh, causes separation in event three. In the middle workout today, I don't think there's really anything that's going to slow anyone down. Like You're going to be able to ski. The med ball sit-ups are going to be – GHG sit-ups are going to be fine, and you run up and down this hill. So that workout to me is the big question mark today. And the athletes that can take – take, do well on that workout and that's where i think you have an opportunity to create some separation so if you're talking about what's annie's potential today she could do i think she could be top three on both the first and last workout possibly i mean possibly even win one both one or both of them but in that middle workout i think that there are a lot of athletes that have uh, that maybe won't do great on the first and second one relative to annie that if she doesn't have a good performance there because t is so consistent she's probably going to be top i'd say she'd be a top five worst finish on all three workouts today so if annie wants to make up any ground on her not only does she have to beat her on one and five she also can't give away points or three and five she can't give away any points on four uh, for people who are listening event four that um brian's referencing is four rounds for time 21 calorie skier 21 med ball ghd sit-ups and a hill run and we don't know how far that hill run is I like event number three. Uh, Vellner sold me on it. I had no interest in it. And after interviewing him last night, he, he makes it sound like it's going to be a fucking complete train wreck. We're going to see just carnage. And I, and I, and who doesn't love some carnage, which John and I both talked about three days ago, but, but you know, when Vellner says it, it, it hits home with you. I guess, I guess <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact that he's kind he was kind of like liking the fact that people are, it's going to be a mess. I just realized why you brought John onto the show, Brian. Um, it's like just shit rolls downhill. Now I, I flog you. Now you flog John. Now I sometimes flog John. So you take less flogging. I mean, it's, it's a very tactically, very brilliant move. That's yeah. It was, it was all planned that way. I didn't want you to have an extra resource in the times that it wasn't available. I just wanted to take less of the, 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 the criticism brunt. off of me. <laughs> um, you don't really think when you say that Annie, when you say that, um, uh, I don't know exactly how you said it, but something about Tia making sure she's in the top five for event three, four and five, you're, 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 
you're really just entertaining something that's really you don't believe, right? I mean, you know she's going to finish one or two in all those events, right? No, no. no. Um, I think that the first workout this morning, she has, like, I think that, that it, it could be her worst finish of the weekend and it could be a fourth. I'm talking about Tia, right? Tia, yeah. Yeah. This workout is so, you know, you look at pe- the people in the field like Annie and and Laura Barnhart. and Barnhart and Gabby that all have, I don't, you know, I don't know. I really don't know how much some of these women weigh at this point, but they all have 15 to maybe 25 pounds on her. And in, and the thrusters so light, 80 pounds is going to be totally irrelevant. I think for the women that it just comes down to that bike. And I don't, you know, I don't think a lot of the second, I'll tell you this. The second question I asked on Instagram today was which man or woman and could give me multiple answers. If you want, it is going to finish top five in all three events. And someone said Haley Adams, because there's nothing to stop her today. A bunch of people said Haley Adams, and I couldn't disagree more with that. Yeah. This first workout is too short for pain tolerance to overcome power output. The bike, you're gonna just you're not gonna be able to make up any ground with only 20 thrusters after you get off that bike. So even someone as good as Tia, I don't think she's gonna finish top three on this workout because there's enough women that are good enough on the bike or better enough than her on the bike and won't have enough time to chase them down on what comes after. Uh but but, but event four, that, that's a hard one to argue in event four, right? No, no, yeah. Regarding Haley. Haley oh, should yeah. kill event four, but I, I think top three in event four for Haley, yes. Event three will be her probably her I mean, other than the Bella Complex, her worst one. Um, what do you think about this? This is a little bit of a stretch. What do you think about Haley Adams and just the strength differential um, between her and the other athletes and the chance of her uh, getting an injury? Um, the same way you could kind of argue about Chandler Smith, about him having the form he's having, because they're trying to keep up with these savages. Um, I, I don't want to say anything – Sometimes when like when Haley front squats, I mean, it almost looks like a giraffe standing up. Yeah, it's not it's not pretty. It's and, but honestly, even watching Tia squat, it's not that pretty. Like they just have this technique that right. kind of makes you cringe. But yeah. they've been doing it for so long, and they haven't gotten hurt. Both of them have actually had really resiliency in their career with lack of injuries so far. Um, I thought actually that Haley made a responsible decision last night because in order to get any more points in that event, she would have had to lift two fifteen. But she went for 212, which I think for her was important because she's been working on her lifting and she wants to showcase, you know, we were talking about it um, just via text last night that she has gotten stronger. It might not be a huge uh, progress, but considering a short time domain from the games, she did. She seems to have gone through a successful strength cycle in the last three or four months. Um, And so that was probably a win for her. And she posted on Instagram. She said that's uh, it's not much, but it's progress, basically, is what she said. And I think that that's huge for her mentally. She's only 21. I mean, we know that you can 20 or 21. I think she's 20, whatever. Annie's 33 or something like that and just took third place at the game. So she's potentially got 10 to 12 more years. If she's able to improve her lifting by five to 10 pounds, um, over even if it's two years at a time that she's able to make 10 pound jumps by the time she's 28, she's going to, you know, the numbers will continue to pr- improve, but she'll continue to jump up and up on the strength events. And as long as she's able to continue to be dominant in the things that she's already dominant in, meaning top three finishes and slew of events where she's really good. You know, it's, it's, I still think that she is a good candidate eventually to win the games, um, as she gets stronger and when Tia retires. It's just going to take time, but you got to, you got to think T is going to be gone in one or two years. However many, you know, I doubt she's going to compete past that. Carrie's retiring. Kristen Holtz is going, is about to leave. These, 
are three women that have beaten Haley consistently in the three years that Haley's been at the games. Nobody else has beaten her consistently. Laura's beaten her once, and Haley's beaten Laura once. Like, and then Annie is also 33, like Brian said. Like the top people that are ahead of Haley right now, except for Laura and Gabby, I guess, ascending, are all kind of on their way out around the last years. How old is Tia? Tia's not, she's not going to retire because of her age. I think she's 27 or 28. Um, I don't, the, the reason, the reason we don't, I can't remember when their birthdays are. And so it only lists usually their age at the games. So she's, she's in her late twenties. She, she could continue to do this for five, five more years probably. But um, you know, same thing that happened with Fraser. Like at some point it's like, man, I have to give up so much. I've already achieved so much. And there's maybe so much else that I want to do. That's less of a commitment in terms of giving up other things. Um, but who knows? Because Tia's found a different balance in terms of of athletic pursuit than Fraser ever uh, did while he was competing in CrossFit. But she's still pursuing Olympic lifting. She's now pursuing bobsledding. And if those things kind of on the side are just um, like preventing her from being bored or bogged down or just overwhelmed with the consistency of a season after season after season of completely investing in CrossFit, then maybe her career can extend a little longer. But uh, it's the seems- way she said. I'm coming back next year after the final event at the games <laughs> made me feel like she's never quitting. Right. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, we don't know. And she's, maybe she is creating these environments for herself where it, it will allow her to, to extend that career longer than, you know, Fraser, for example. That's a great observation. What you said about the balance in the sport. That's a really, um, someone here, I, I know both of you guys have told me this ad nauseum, um, but call, I want to pound it in one more time. Colin Lawrence says it. Vellner hasn't been beaten on, been beaten by anyone on land except Matt and the professor. What's he have to do to win this money? I mean, I know you guys have told me that. I mean, it's like just, just well, looking look, at the data, the guy's a fucking winner. He is. He's, he's, uh, incredible. And his track record in weekend long competitions that aren't the games is, is unmatched. And even in the at, at the games, only in those two years did he have relatively poor finishes where the competition was structured very differently than what we're used to seeing. But Medeiros is not like it's not gonna be easy to beat him. You've already you're already 20 points behind. And when you think about like Fellner should be great on every workout that's remaining, but so should Justin. And so in in order to beat him, he needs some of these other guys. He talked about it last night. He needs BKG to beat. Medeiros, when Valner wins an event, he needs whoever it is to beat Medeiros. Like he needs, and it's not happening. Like Justin is regularly doing what, like maximizing his performance on every workout, and there's not enough guys coming in between Pat and Justin. So I think, I mean, he's on 20 points. Valner could win the next four workouts, and if Medeiros takes second in every one, then they're tied going into the final. Like if other athletes don't step up and also beat Justin, then it's it might not even be a question of uh, of how good Pat has to be. It's like he, you know, and he used to talk about this with Fraser. He's like, I can beat him on this workout, but if no one else beats him, it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. You know how we say BKG is kind of like a better Scott Panchett, even though that's kind of mean to say, but true. Okay. I feel like Medeiros is Fraser light. Like he just doesn't have weaknesses and he doesn't make mistakes. He always executes workouts to his usual full potential. And even if Vellner is hitter than Medeiros, it just takes one workout for Vellner to falter because Medeiros doesn't falter. 
I mean, damn, it's hard to argue with you. I just keep thinking of those last three workouts of the game. That was that was a Fraser esque. I was froning esque. Yeah, you like, say that. You say that. But think about workouts eleven tw- or twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. We've talked about it before. Velner was three two with three two one on those. Madero's just happened to be three two one on thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I so agree. they're both they're both com- like excelling when it matters most. It's just that, like John said earlier in the week. Velner took a couple hits and Justin didn't. Are you saying, let's just be clear. Are you saying that like, if we just drug, drug those two out to the desert and been like, Hey, only one of you guys are coming out of here alive. Here's 15 events. Velner would beat him. I think Velner would have a better chance beating him in a competition in a head to head competition than in a competition where, where he's depending on other people to help him out because is there that the flaw in every games? I've never thought of it quite like that. Is that, are, are we, <laughs> I don't are know we the, crowning the fittest man in a competition, or are we crowning the fittest man? Man, <laughs> I hate scoring. I don't know if I want to go down this route. No, but. it's it's, but it is a valuable question. Like, would you rather have the guy win, who can beat the whole field in this whatever the scoring system is, or you know, even if the guy who got second can beat him in more events head to head? I I mean, I think the second. You'd rather have the guy who can. I mean, can it's, win it just more seems more it. true. It but seems more true yeah. to the title. Yeah, and I mean, we pointed that out right after the games, right? Velner had to get what he got him eight to seven at the games in terms of events, head-to-head finishes. But the events that Justin beat him on, he beat him by more. And I know that our our friend uh, Tyler Watkins is doing an analysis of Rogue based on um, his own scoring system this this weekend, but. You know, we've we've talked about it. I've written about it. The scoring systems matter, and all the athletes know what the scoring systems are. And you know, even even last night, I don't think anyone who was watching really realized this. I didn't even know it till Pat told us uh, late last night. But there was a tie break for the lifting event. Yeah, I didn't so, know. That so either. when we looked on the scoreboard, we saw three people with two fifty two, but Justin ends up getting third place, and we're like, well, why is that? Well, it turns out there was a tie break, and it was the opening lift, and Medeiros decided to go for it. And and this is so oh, fascinating to me. I shit. And so his opening lift was heavier than Huday's and heavier than Travis Mayer's. So he took those extra points away from those guys. But I don't like the tie break at all in that situation because I don't think it was a uniform p- playing field for the first lift. If you were the first guy to lift compared to the last person to lift, it was a long amount of time. And I don't and, like that tie break either. That's and we stupid. talked about it with Annie Thor's daughter because Annie Thor's daughter lifted late in the lineup. She opened light. And we weren't sure how she'd stack up to some of the girls that lifted five, seven, and 10 pounds more than her on the opening lift. But she used that as a warm-up lift. She made a big jump in lift two and ended up tying or beating all those girls come the the final lift. But the ones that she tied, like Gabby Magawa, who had a lift earlier than her, ends up scoring more points because it went to the opening lift. Uh, the fact that Rogue has those fractionals out there and the fact that people should be seated in the order that they, that, that, you know, by their by their previous um events is an, is is enough for me like i i think they deserve that advantage and then the fact that there's fractionals there should be no tiebreakers if it's a fucking 18 way tie then it's a fucking 18 way tie i'm sorry they only had you could only do it in increments of 5 or 2 so you couldn't lift 218 pounds you could only do 215 217 or you had to jump to 220 so they were oh. limited fractionals but either way i agree with you and they, and then you know, Pat said, "Oh, it didn't end up mattering in the end." But to me, that's a pretty like it that did. Was a, that was an oversight by them. 
Yeah. And it and it, and it potentially, I mean, we don't know this for sure, but it potentially like this could be a really really competitive race for the men's uh, title here at Rogue. And there's a huge difference in both payout and you know respect and the way that it sets up this next season if Justin wins or if Pat wins. So making an error like that, you know, it's kind of you know, in a way, it seems inexcusable for an event that's that's so well organized, that's so well thought out, that's so professional to to make that kind of blunder. Um, let me see. Th- uh, there was a question in here about Katrin Doder. Do you guys think she's holy shit? Mitch Hidden just gave a hundred dollars. The work you guys do for the community is amazing. Sevon, don't stop at five hundred episodes. Thanks, Mitch. That is really, really kind of you. I'm not sharing any of that with Brian and John. Thank you. Um, uh, tell me about um, tell tell me about Katrin. 16th place. Um, someone is saying I don't recall saying I, maybe in jest I said it was because she found love and and so her her skills have gone down. I don't think that's what we're seeing. Um, I think we're I, I think it's a whole combination of things. I think someone said uh, Katrin has been doter at this point. Um, Brian commented that David's daughter was gone going downhill after falling in love. Someone, what do you say? I think it's just the whole combination. I think it's, um, she's been in the field a long fucking time. I think there's a lot of fucking new people. I think it's falling in love. I think it's the, the, the woke evangelism she's doing. I think she's just, she's just caught up in maybe the 2 million or whatever Instagram followers she has. I think it's a whole combination. I think her life is probably really good. And, uh, this is just, um, this is just one of the pieces and you know, if you just look back at her career and you, you you really have to say she took advantage of the opportunities when they were available for her in 2015, you go back and watch that. It's, it would have been very easy for Sarah Sigmund's daughter to win. It would have been very easy for Tia to win. And it was, you know, it was kind of like a toss up and it just fell Katrin's way. She leveraged that came back with a lot of confidence the next year and still is the same people there. And she just like, she did enough to win. And in those two years, I think set her up for what was to come. She's, she's, she is one of the most consistent and best women to ever compete in the sport, but I'm I completely agree with what you said. There's a lot of younger women that are coming up right now that have potential. And I think that, um, the depth that we're used to seeing on the men's side is going to start to happen on the women's side over the next five years where you cannot get complacent. Like if you want to continue to be relevant, even if you are Haley Adams, Gabby McGowan, Laura Horvath, like there's going to be women that are consistently pushing up to challenge those, those spots. And, um, and, and, and it's already happening in the case of Katrin where she's just sliding back down. Now, the other thing is that if she was, gonna be bad at any two things it's upper body pulling and one rep max lifting and those were basically the things that were tested yesterday so it's not a surprise that those were bad events for her i think she'll do a lot better relative to this the field on today's events where neither of those things really exist yeah i agree with brian i also think the uh the field is getting a little bit stronger not a lot stronger but the average games woman competitor is getting stronger where in 2015, 2016, Katrin's barbell events, she would be middle of the pack or upper middle of the pack. And now she's always lower middle of the pack. So instead of like 8 through 12, she's 16 through 18. And I think that makes a big difference. 
on a, on a personal note, if if for those of you who've never met her, she's probably one of the most charming people you could ever meet. Uh, if she looked in the mirror, she would charm herself. I mean, the, the the this this lady has insane presence. I'm not fucking around. Like so, um, yeah, she's figured out. She, I mean, she is uh, she's extremely intense. She gives every person she interacts with while she's out there her undivided attention. She she's a, definitely a special person. But as far as CrossFit goes, toast. She is toast. And uh, either she's not putting her heart into it, or the field got too good, or some combination thereof. But I think that those. I think what we're we we. I think she has wilted. She's gone from from. She I don't. She might not even qualify next year for the games. Seven. Yes. We got um, your your picks are doing very well after day one. What, what Emma were my Carey, picks? Emma Carey sitting fifth, Travis Mayer sitting sixth. Which I one go of by heart. Gonna, I go by heart. Gonna, do you think both of them are going to move up in the rankings today? Do you know why I like Emma Carey so much? Tell us, please. Because her fucking dad DM me. <laughs> that easy. Her dad's like, and that's a, that's why I like Justin Medeiros. Justin Medeiros' dad DM me. Hey, I like the show. I listen to the show. Hey, thanks for being cool to my son. Emma Carey's dad's like, hey, uh, thanks for some love for Emma oh. Carey. And I was like, I don't even remember giving it, but fucking now me and you are bros and she's my number one. And Travis Mayer just because, I don't know, because he's hot. No, because Travis Mayer, not because he's hot. Because um, he was nice to me at the, um, um, when I was filming the behind the scenes, him and El Hajj. And so it's like, shit. So I just want to just, yeah. Yeah. That. Same with Rich. That's why I like Rich. Rich was nice to me. There it is. That easy. I'm glad Emma Carey's doing so well. She looked really pumped. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is taking fourth place in a lifting event like that at 17 years old, 237 pounds, that complex. That's like incredibly impressive. And isn't Mal supposed to be the strong one of the two young ones? I mean, no, Emma's, Emma, they're both about the same, but Emma's usually like five pounds stronger. It, they're both like exactly alike but emma's beating her by like five she beat her by five pounds in the snatch or two she got 200 in the snatch and granite games and mal almost got 200 like they're both very similar but emma usually is a little bit stronger and you know it's it's it was nice for for emma yesterday because um she definitely fell into mal's shadow at the games you know mal had such an incredible weekend Uh, but right now they're sitting fifth and sixth on the points neither one of them's had a finish worse than eighth so it's 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 good for people to be reminded that like, Mal is not the only relevant 17-year-old woman in this field. I'm looking down here. Uh, no surprise down at the bottom, right? Carolyn Prevost, Emily Rolf, Sam Briggs. Uh, are you surprised with Daniel Brandon at 17th? <sighs> you know, I Daniel Brandon's one of she's one of these athletes. Like it it seems like she should be unstoppable. Like she has this unique combination of skills and abilities and movements and body and strength but something's just missing i'm not sure what it is when it comes to the 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 execution or the intensity of a workout where she finishes the workouts and i see when she crosses the finish line and i'm just it's just like like something's not there i I, i'm trying to figure out what it is she's she's like you said earlier all of these people are incredible and we're splitting hairs with them but to be great to be relevant for a top five or a podium finish at this you got to have that killer instinct on workout after workout after workout and that ability to just get them like find a way to get it done. And she's just, to me, I just see like, she's 
which is just mi- middle of the road on, on on most things at best. And there's no, you know, the handstand walk event at the games was the only time where we really, and maybe the sprint where we really saw her excel. And those are specialty things. They're not like go deep in the pain cave or hold on or fight or, or, you know, what we see from almost every other woman that's, that's up here in the top 10. We'll see um, in event three. Event three, she should theoretically do well. Everyone thought that about the wall walk thruster workout at the games, and she just said the same thing. It was just like it fell flat. So I hope so. Um, for her sake, I hope so. But, um, you know, if if she comes out and doesn't beat these uh, Mal or Emma on this workout, then it's like, well, what workout are you going to beat them on? Do you find her less attractive <laughs> right. as she as she, when she does doesn't do well, Brian? No. <laughs> 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 um, I don't want to beat a dead horse about but about about catcher and Doder, but l- look at the people who are beating her. Kristen Holton, who's fucking amazing, but she's retiring. Carrie Pierce, who's amazing but retiring. Ariel Lowen, she's yeah. a fucking she's a weekend warrior. I know that's not true. She's underrated. I know she is. I, 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 I I'm starting not to believe the story about the about her just going to the semifinals for a sign, <laughs> dude. She's a freak. Yeah, um, she's, honestly, but, but she's it's super not, fun it's, to watch. It's, but it's uh, not it's good. Day. It's not good that those people are ahead of you, um, and, and you want to be considered a legitimate contender uh, f- for the top. It, it, it's um, yeah. Uh, by the way, I've 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 I've, I've, I've texted Gabriella uh, Megawa twice. The good news is she didn't respond the way Laura Horvat did to me. Laura Horvat responded when I text her, "How did you get my number?" That's not a good sign. Um, but but uh, but I. But I would like to get Gab- Gabriella on. I'm guessing, in my mind, I'm just telling myself she she's just not looking at her phone. Um, I also hit up this morning. I hit up a bunch of the du- the dudes to see if they would come on. And Seth, I got a go- question for John. Okay, go ahead. Come the end of the day today, will BKG be ahead of Guimayeros? He's 30 points behind him right now. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Where do you think Guy... Gives away points today. Everywhere. I think uh, <laughs> event event three will be interesting, and my answer will change after event three. Like my, I would like to reevaluate after event three. I don't think it's a given that he does well at event three. Um, I don't know though. He could do well, but I don't think it's a given. Um, event four, I think BKG will have more lung. I think event four is who has the best lungs. And I think BKG has him by a little, by a good amount there. So we'll we'll see. He could crash and burn an event four. He might not, but he could for Guillermo. I'm just thinking of options why BKG would be ahead of him. And then in event five, uh, Guillermo <laughs> should be pretty good in event five. So um, the, thing, the interesting thing to me about Guy is, you know, at, at the games, his success there, like like the, the the place that he finished, was bolstered by those event wins, yeah. and he's already got one event win under his belt again here. But do any of these other events lend to his specialties the way that those event wins at the games and the event win yesterday did? And if he's not getting event wins, what are his other placements? Whereas BKG doesn't rely on winning <laughs> events; he's just always up there in the top five. Besides, he didn't he did not have a good finish in the lifting workout, thirteenth. You, it's really hard to imagine him not like th- that's got to be his worst finish for the weekend. And it's probably not even going to be close. He's probably going to be sixth or better on everything here on out yet. Right. Yeah. No, like, uh, 
So, like, Guillermo had his best event finish, and we know that that's going – like, he probably will not win another event. I don't think he will. Um, and there's other – forget event- about Lazar. Lazar's going to – his, yeah, his other I, think I think Lazar's in position to make the biggest move up the leaderboard today or from event now. Four, today, really event four is going to tell us a lot about Lazar. Like, is he just a runner or is that, does he have a, just a long engine period? I think Lazar will struggle in event five, but I think, um, I don't know. Do you think 315, 350, is that too heavy? Is that, are you talking about the weight of the deadlift? Uh, him compared to the other competitors, I think he will just go a little bit slower. It seems like he was the only guy yesterday who was limited by the clean. Yeah. Whereas, you know, almost everyone's limited by the jerk, a couple by the front squat, but his front first clean, even after the first rep, you know, the first lift. Kind of like that too. Well, okay. Saxon's going to keep the pressure on for event four and five on people too. He is going to be moving. I don't but think three. I think he looks small, but he's strong. I don't think so. Sa- I, I mean, we know he's strong. I don't think those deadlifts are going to mess with Saxon. I think he's going to push through it. Guillermo got ninth in the go ruck, and I I feel like that's probably around where he'll get with the, all the rest of the events today. I think he'll get around six to ten in between there, and I see BKG getting top six in all of them. So, we'll see. <laughs> Man, Houdet took 19th in the Maybe first Maybe not event. Event three is a big, a big make or break for a lot of people. All right, Seven, what do you want to know? I got to go in about five minutes. Would you say no to that question, Brian? I should look at the girls real quick. Uh, I think I think BKG will be ahead of Guy after the end of event five. Okay. I mean, the woman's leaderboard looks just like the the, the only person that I think we're going to see climb that board is uh, Haley Adams. I think everyone else is kind of at home where they're at, and she's just going to hop through those people and, and climb, and everyone else is going to kind of stay the same. What do you guys think? I'm watching really closely uh, Turi Helgedotter and Emma McQuaid. They're currently sitting 7th and 8th. Not a lot of people in general talking about either one of them. I kind of was joking with people on Instagram today. Everyone kept saying Emma, Emma, Emma as the most impressive day one. And I was like, McQuaid or Carrie? No one no one talks about this girl. Emma McQuaid is incredibly consistent. She's really good at CrossFit style events. I don't think that event three fit is going to be great for her. But I think event four will be. I think event five will be. I think event six will be. Um, so I'm curious to see how well she can do. Uh, she's in a decent position, I think, after day one. Um, eighth is a pretty respectable on the lift for one of the smaller athletes there. So I'm, those are kind of two girls of the women I'm watching to see if they can hold or even move up from where they're at. I'm watching Mal O'Brien. I think today's going to be a hard day for her. I think event three is going to be probably her worst event. And then she should do really well in event four. And then I think event five will be not a great finish either. Luke, I Luke Luke Dunn, I am the worst picker of winners for any sport ever. But fucking Islam Makachev is going to fucking throw Dan Hooker out of the fucking ring. He's gonna fold him up into a little piece of like wad of paper and toss him out. And I really like Dan Hooker, but Islam Makachev, guys, if you're not if you have even a tiny bit of fight fan in you, you have to watch these two Russians who are fighting today in UFC two sixty seven. One of the guys has only been hit twice in his last three fights. Um, uh, Kazmat Chemenev or something like that. He's fighting 171. He, 
I mean, it, it, he looks just completely unstoppable. He looks like the greatest fighter who ever lived. I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts. So someone's asking in the comments. It, it's going to be hard. Today's going to be hard with the UFC and the Rogue Invitational. The Rogue Invitational is my bread and butter, but but UFC's my UFC's my side piece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing again? What are we doing today? Let's let people know what we're doing today. Uh, so the event starts at ten twenty five a.m. That's uh, Pacific Standard Time. That's in um, twenty twenty one minutes. Are we going to come back for a recap? Uh, do a recap show after that? Um, an event three recap show. I'm game. I think John's game. It should be a pretty quick event too. I'm more likely to come on after event four than event three. Well, I'm not sure. I, I need to go outside. And no, you know, if, if you don't if, want answers to questions, don't ask them. I, I just I need to see if the Frisbee golf course is available because um, I've I've scheduled the time there. And um, OK, well, that's good to know you're practicing. Maybe that when we get together, we can play. Uh, I will um, be bugging you guys. I will also try to find someone to uh, a, an athlete, John, that w- we can get live so we can entice Brian. Like we don't really want the athlete, but it's just chum in the water for Brian. You can only get Vellner so much. Uh, he, he, Brian, Brian had his fill of Vellner. He, he, I, I saw when Brian busted his nut last night and was ready to roll over on his pillow and go to bed. He saw Vellner, got all excited, and then curled up into a little ball and went to sleep. <laughs> Seven. What competitor has the tiniest nipples, and how do you feel about small nipples? I like all nipples. There's there's almost nothing in a human body that I find disgusting or bad. I find almost every human body, man, woman, um, hybrid. Fun this is a at. skill, actually, to be able I, to appreciate the beauty that is the, the human body. Yeah, I, I like I like like I, du- dudes who people who have um, like preferences. I, I feel sorry for you. Like like you're, you're like you're missing out. Uh, get Facundo with Guy, oh, with Gee and Lazar. I'm trying. I'm trying. These guys, I, I hit everyone up this morning to get them on the show, and they're like, oh. Maybe we should hit up Pete Seven. Maybe we should ask, like, Snorri or O'Keefe, like, the manager, someone like that, if they're more likely to come on. Okay. There was something going on today. They were doing a briefing while we were doing this show. Everyone was like, hey, eat a dick. And I was like, all right. Well, this is – yeah, well, well, we knew that. This is their last briefing for the weekend. So now they just have the events. Do you think okay. Shane would come on seven? Uh, I've been I bug Shane and Tia, and they're very nice to me. And they um, I haven't bugged them this in the last couple of days. But whenever I do bug them, they're like, "Oh yes, we'll come on." And then I see them always on some other podcast. I mean, I have to, I can only imagine how busy they are, right? I mean, yeah, everyone. Better day too. Adler or Mayer? They're tied right now. <sighs> Travis Mayer. Woo. <laughs> Okay. I became an Adler fan yesterday. I hate to You're say gonna make it. another handstand push up bet. You're already twenty five in the hole. I am. Hey, the problem yeah, for Maderos on the Bella complex. Gershwin, the problem is this. I, I think Gabby likes us. I think Gabby likes me, but the fact that she's dating Laura's brother and Laura finds me um uh putrid. I think that there could be some cross no, con- no, 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 no. cross contamination. <laughs> I don't think so. I did. Talk, I did actually. Um, quick, quick interaction with Christoph this morning. Okay. Uh, hey, we'll settle for him. This show is desperate. If we can't get Laura or Gabby, we'll take like the brother boyfriend combo. He's awesome. I would love to have Christoph on. 
Yeah, get them on. You get could probably on. even entice me with him. Okay, let's do it. Okay, you're gonna ask. Annie makes up points on Tia. Send me his phone number. Oh, what's his what's his Instagram, Brian? I'll 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 DM him right now. I don't know, Christoph H or something. <sighs> Annie's down by 15 points. Not now, not get ahead, but make up points. Annie's down by 15 points. Oh, I found oh, him. Annie, Laura, and Gabby are tied, all with 175. Yeah, okay, let me let me respect. Do you think Tia's lead will be over what 15 points or under? Come the end of the day? Yeah. Shit. I accidentally followed people I didn't want to follow. Over. More than 15. You can be more than 15. I hope it's not. I think you're right, but I hope it's not. I, I would love a race. Just curious about the that that middle event today. I feel like that's an event where, you know, people like Emma McQuaid, Haley Adams, Kristen Holta. Laura uh, Christy Aramo, like could could sneak ahead of Annie and Gabby, um, to to the point where that gap will grow. Yeah. Oh, I've DM'd with Christoph before. All right, I'll see you guys in a couple hours. He's a nice he's a nice guy. Bye, Brian. Christoph, would you please come on our podcast? Thank you. All right. All right, Savon, I'll see you after event three. All right, sounds good, guys. Have sounds good, John. All right, thanks for doing this. Bye. Oh, guys, thanks for tuning in. We are at the end. Uh, get Delstrom on. $25 to the show if I'm wrong. How about $25 to the show if you're right? Uh, we are – the UFC starts today at 10.30 a.m. It's the early prelims, which is free. And when I say free, that means if you're paying money to um, have cable or ESPN+. Plus. Um, so I guess it's not free. And then, uh, let me look over here on the rogue, see what's going on at rogue. I think what I see, I see Pat Sherwood and some guy I don't recognize who shirt. Oh no. Shit. We got Spieler, Sherwood and Froning and, uh, looks like Jason Kalipa, um, sitting at the rogue booth. Wow. Look at Jason's wearing the NC fit shirt and everyone else is wearing the rogue shirt. Very interesting. Okay, guys, uh, I'll see you guys in an hour after the event. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Peace.